Good. I think we have one more okay. uh, question. So a lot of people that I've talked with about patriarchal blessings, a lot of my friends, um, a lot of them say, oh, my patriarchal blessing isn't really that special. Um, it was really short. It was really broad. It wasn't really told anything specific in there. And that's the part, that's part of the time when I feel kind of bad when we're sharing because mine's like goes really in depth. I think it's just because the Lord didn't trust me to like live, like make my decisions on my own. He's like, hey, you should live your life this way so that you don't mess up too badly. But for the people that think their their blessings aren't like special or in depth, what would you say to them? I'd say that uh, I'm sorry that uh, the blessing doesn't fill their expectations or their needs. Um, and patriarchs are, there's like 5,000 patriarchs in the church. Um, every one of them is different and unique individual. Mm -hmm. Some of them have the capacity to uh, relate things in, um, you know, flowery or- Eloquent speech. Eloquent, that's good, yes, eloquent speech. Um, when some of them may just say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, and just say it in this many words. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's it's not going to be um, particularly eloquent. And those that are looking for that may be disappointed. Uh, some blessings may go into much more detail because of the um, vocabulary or uh, capacity of the patriarch to put things into words that he's thinking or feeling. Um, and so it, uh, you know, but every patriarchal blessing will probably cover many of the same things that you are a beloved daughter or son of your heavenly father. He knows you. He has a mission for you in this life. And that if you follow your, your covenants with him and make yourself available to his inspiration and to his use, he will direct you. Mm -hmm. And that uh, uh, will include service in the kingdom. It will include uh, preparation for the life to come. It will include uh, making and keeping sacred covenants. Um, and most likely will include marriage and family. Um, but there are some who blessings may not include that. But if you keep the covenants, if you stay on the covenant pathway, if you make yourself available to service and work and honor your covenants with your Heavenly Father, you will have the opportunity to marry. You will have the opportunity. And there are some... Uh, opportunities may not take place in this life, too. Mm -hmm. um, the you know eternity is a long time. Um, we're here for only a part of it, and there's a lot of it that uh, may yet take place on the other side of the veil. Uh, one of the problems that we have in feeling unhappy about our patriarchal blessings is in comparing them. So we are uh, counseled to not compare our blessings with. Uh, others that we should strive to try to understand the blessing that we receive mm -hmm. the one that's ours sometimes a general statement like uh, um, be faithful in keeping your covenants has a huge amount of information in it 
you say, okay, what were my covenants? Oh, the baptismal covenant. Let's see, in the 18th chapter of Mosiah, there's, uh, what, five or six verses that talk about in detail, mourn with those that mourn, uh, comfort those that stand in need of comfort, you know, uh, all this kind of stuff. This is part of the baptismal covenant. Uh, read those scriptures that talk to you about honoring your covenants. Try to understand what your covenants are. If you're a, a man, you have the covenants of the priesthood, the oath and covenant of the priesthood, the 84th section of the Doctrine and Covenants. Um, and the, uh, let's see, the Temple Covenants, uh, are they overlap many of the covenants of baptism and the priesthood and so forth. But the Temple Covenants, um, when you go to the Temple, there are five specific covenants that you make in um, in the endowment. Mm -hmm. And as you research and study those, all that is part of that patriarchal blessing. Mm -hmm. That if you live according to your covenants, the Lord has, uh, you know, the blessings that are promised to you in the temple. The the uh, the oath and covenant of the priesthood say that all the Father has shall be yours. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, everything. Uh, I don't know that you can look for anything more than that. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the ultimate blessing from attending in the temple too. You have those blessings promised to you. Um, as you listen for them in the endowment, in the initiatory part of the of the endowment, and in the endowment uh, session itself, so you know it just depends on how you want to interpret your blessing. If you're looking for specifics, you may be disappointed. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for opportunities, you're probably endless. Hmm. And I was like, hmm. Well, I'm the most prideful person in the room right now, and. But it, it said that it was one of my natural gifts. And I'm just thinking, like, in my YSA word, like, hmm, I have the biggest ego here. Don't know what happened. Well, give you something to work on then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, maybe maybe that was uh, an opportunity to help you offset that pride. Maybe the Lord just didn't want to say, hey, you're too prideful, you need to, you need to quit it. <laughs> and so he's like, you have the gift of humility, just to make me think. There you go. Perhaps. Sure. But um, I think I read somewhere that you can develop any spiritual um, gift. And like, we were talking about the ones in Moroni and the ones in Doctrine and Covenants and how like the spiritual spiritual gifts aren't limited to things that you normally associate with being spiritual. Um, I mean, well, there's like the gift of, and I would, I would argue this, well, now nah, this is funny. the The gift to be able to formulate coherent arguments and debate, and because um, certainly that's a skill needed um, in the world, and that has to do not with you know physical traits. That's more of a mental thing, more of a psychological thing, and because so, of that, it's like it's on the spiritual side of things. And so I would argue that that is a spiritual gift. And so there's many other gifts like this in the world that we don't like typically associate with being a spiritual gift, like exceedingly great faith or the ability to you know uh, the, the gift of tongues so what, what's your opinion on that um developing uh rational and clear arguments uh well not necessarily that but like on spiritual gifts like not being limited to the things that we read in doctrine covenants and moroni oh yeah as a matter of fact, I think that's probably an excellent, uh, uh, an excellent question. Um, I think there are many of us 
that uh, that has never even occurred to us. You know, yeah, we read, and there's the years in Moroni and the New Testament and so forth, talks about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we think that maybe we're limited to those, the gifts in that list. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think we are. I think, I think that's what you're getting at, is that uh, if there's something that you want to develop um, that's righteous, mm-hmm. ask Heavenly Father to help you develop that and study about it and apply yourself and try to develop that. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, if it's a righteous gift and used to, for a righteous purpose, that Heavenly Father and the Holy Ghost uh, will be uh, there to assist you in 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 preparing mm-hmm. to, to receive that gift and to have that in your life. I think that uh, if somebody wants a gift uh, that's not necessarily righteous, um, maybe they want, I don't know, I hesitate to, to well, suggest unrighteous. Well, I mean, like you can, for, for example, gifts, um, maybe but... I think it's not like the gift itself that's unrighteous. Maybe it's the intent that they want to use it for. Yeah. So um, maybe like if you if you want because social intelligence or emotional intelligence is, uh, I would argue, again, it would be a spiritual gift because that has to do with not physical traits. That's, that's more like your psyche, your soul, how your being operates. And so maybe if someone wanted to develop deep social intelligence for the purpose of manipulating people, yeah, like that would yeah. be a like traits are neutral for that evil purpose and so maybe that's why you wouldn't get it yeah i think that's what i was getting at okay is that's probably not something to pursue that's probably not something that the lord's going to assist you with that's probably not something that mm-hmm. the holy spirit will will uh, work with you on and help you develop uh um you know and you're not going to be able to hide your motives yeah if if you say something in a way that might appeal to some individual that hears you but you have other motives you know like you know something that's not good that you Mm -hmm. want to use this gift for but you can make it sound good Mm -hmm. you know you can't hide that from the spirit no that uh, you know the holy ghost knows your motives he knows you much better than you even know yourself and uh so trying to it's kind of like what was it uh Mark Twain said something about you can't pray a lie. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Anyway, because, you know, the spirit knows if it's a lie, you're, you can't pray. Everything fades away except her face. And, yeah. And, totally. Like love at first sight. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the spirit says, this is the one. Yeah. And you go up to her and tell her that uh, that the spirit has told you that you're, she's to be your wife. And, and she, she says, let's get she married. She laughs and runs away. <laughs> she probably would. <laughs> she would think you're no. a creep. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. No, I, I'm not recommending No, I've seen, I've, I've heard horror stories yeah. from girls right. that I hang out with. There's actually guys that have done that. Yeah. They're like, one, major turn off, two, uh, that's really creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I'm not recommending that. And <laughs> if your blessing says something like that, that may not be literal. Mm. That may mean that you're attracted to her. Mm. You know, you see her and and you say, "This, there's a possibility there. Or uh, it might even be after you've known her for months or maybe even years or something like that. And all of a sudden you, you go, and maybe she looks a little different today. Mm. Wait a minute. There's, you know, we've been such good friends. I'll bet she'd be a great mother, mm. you know, and 
As a matter of fact, when she wears that dress and wears her hair that way, Dang. I'm feeling good. You now know? you're going to try to get out of the friend zone for that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it. Uh, I think it has to do with a, a possibility. Mm -hmm. It has to do with an opportunity. It has to do with if you're trying to live worthy of the Lord's help and His inspiration, His blessings, and that kind of stuff, you will be assisted in those decisions. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, looks like my search is still going. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, okay, how about this? You're Can young, you... though. Uh, You're I'm, still young. I'm not as young as I once was. I know you are. Well, back when I was 20, man, that was, yeah. that was a rocking time. Well, I didn't meet my wife until I was 26. Mm -hmm. Didn't get married until I was 27. And, I mean, it all worked out fine. I thought... I thought at 27, I thought, oh man, we better have kids fast because <laughs> I'm going to be able to play catch with my sons from my wheelchair. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not even in my wheelchair yet, and I've got 25 grandkids. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So, anyways. We so, have like, yeah, we have this thing in like church culture, um, especially in the YSA words, where it's if, if you're 23 and you're not married yet, you're like done. Right. You're, like your chances yeah. are spent. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a really thing that a lot of uh, I have some really good friends of mine that are really affected by this, and it really it really hammers down on them on top of school and everything else. Well, I'll tell you, there was a girl that I was dating uh, that had this. She she was really annoyed that her roommates were you know back in the day they had passed the candle you know and the mm. person who was was engaged they had blow it out and the ring of course was attached to the candle they had put it on their finger anyway oh. well all her friends were passing the candle you know and that kind of stuff and she really 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 wanted to to get engaged mm. you know i was enjoying dating her we were having a good time she was she was a nice girl we were having fun but anyway she really started putting the pressure on me come the last few weeks of school Mm -hmm. You know, just before uh, school ended, neither one of us were seniors. We weren't going to, you know, be graduating or anything like that. But she wanted to be engaged. And, uh, you know, I was the boyfriend and, and I was the first, the best, uh, I guess, the best candidate for that. And she was really putting the pressure on me. And, uh, and finally, I just said, look, I want to take a break. Let's not date. You know, we were both from the same hometown mm. um, back in California. I says, when we get home this summer, let's have some dates and see where we go from there. And she was furious oh, man. that she wasn't going to get to make this thing happen before the end of school. And as a result, she went off and found this other guy and was engaged before the end of school. Mm. Like in weeks. Rings by spring. A couple of weeks. Disney style. Yep, she was she was engaged and she got married and I saw her later and she had divorced the guy mm -hmm. and he was, uh, you know, this kind of stuff. I was sorry that I had, you know, maybe pushed her in that direction. Uh, but I just, you know, that kind of pressure is a real turnoff mm -hmm. on both sides. Mm -hmm. So yeah. be considerate uh, and that kind of stuff. So nice.